Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do The Woo, episode 117. Today, you're going to hear a great conversation that took place on the WooCommerce Roundtable with Warren Holmes, COO of WooCommerce. This is yet another chat that opens up the curtain to the people who do amazing things at WooCommerce.com. But before we get into it, I'd like to thank one of our pod friends. WP Activity Log helps your clients keep track of those team changes in your WooCommerce site, whether it's yours or your clients, such as settings, coupons, order products, and more, which in turn improves team accountability and meeting compliance requirements. You can learn more about it at WPActivityLog.com. Alrighty, let's get into that conversation. We are live. Welcome, everybody. Um, this is the second episode of the WooCommerce Roundtable discussion. And today we are joined by Warren and my fellow panelists, Robbie and Robert. Welcome, everybody. So the idea behind this uh, WooCommerce Roundtable discussion is that the, uh, we and the listeners and viewers get to see what's happening or hear what's happening uh, within WooCommerce. So Warren is here to, um, to tell us. We have lots of questions for you. Um, but then halfway down, halfway through, we will turn the tables and Warren get to ask us questions. So us as the panelists, we represent, let's say, the community, or at least a couple of segments of, of the community. Uh, and hopefully we can give you some honest, truthful answers, uh, which hopefully will help you. So I'm going to introduce first the, the panelists. Um, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Ralph. I work as the community and partnership manager at GIF. I also co-host the London WooCommerce Meetup every Wednesday, almost a year now, almost coming to our, I think, 50th episode. And um, so, uh, and I'm, I have the honor to help uh, Bob uh, with a regular roundtable meetup, part of this global uh, builder meetup. Um, Robbie, welcome. Thank you. Yes, so I'm Robbie Adair, and uh, I'm so excited to be a panelist on this. We had a great show last month. It was it was so much fun. I enjoyed it, and uh, great information too. So get ready, Warren. We're going to pump you. Um, but uh, <laughs> I have a I have an agency where we build websites, web applications, and do uh, digital video production. Uh, and then I also have OS training, where we teach people how to do uh, web development and and other things around that marketing and and some digital production as well. Brilliant. Um, so I talked a little bit about uh, us representing sort of parts of the community, you as a sort of a training business, um, agency business. Great. Um, how can people get in touch with you if somehow they want to speak to you? <laughs> they can uh, obviously go to ostraining.com or media18.com is my agency. But if you just Google Robbie Adair, it's me and a soccer player guy up in Canada. I'm not the soccer player guy. Obviously. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. And I'm pretty much Robbie Adair across the board on all of those uh, platforms. Nice. Thank you. And we have Robert Jacoby. Welcome back. Um, Robert. Has it been a month already? Where's Jonathan? I, I swear I saw him just last week. <laughs> well, yeah, you see him every week anyway, isn't it? Somewhere, <laughs> somehow. But um, Robert, tell us, um, who do you represent in this this 
community, what do you do and how can people find you if they want to speak? Thank you, Ronald. Uh, Robert Jacoby, I do strategy and analysis. I run a media property, robertjacoby.com, that tries to talk about open source hosting, obviously WordPress, uh, SaaS, and you know tangential topics uh, that might be interesting to the community. Right. So we have Warren on the uh, purple chair. Warren, you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey from the start. I know it's a really long one. So how long have you been with uh, WooCommerce? Um, this year will actually be 10 years. Um, so a decade of being with Woo. As you know, back then it was WooThemes and we've transitioned over to WooCommerce. Um, yeah, started off as a, came in as a developer. Um, had great ambitions to sort of take a, a technical route in my career. Um, but I came in as a developer to work on our site, WooThemes.com at the time. It was just being overhauled and I was bought into, you know, it's it's 10%, you know, there's only 10% to go, right? <laughs> but it's, these things are never done. Um, one of the things that we did was we implemented like Kissmetrics, Google Analytics, and then we started to understand conversion rates and cohorts and churn and all of these kinds of things. And that started to send me down more of the business route. Um, so my journey then took me kind of in, in, into marketing, um, because of that helped, uh, found our, our data team. And then more recently have been overseeing uh, a product for the last, uh, three years. And then very recently moved into the COO role, which sort of gives me a, a broad, broader view on around the business, um, to help implement strategy and, you know, make sure that we're, we're, we're scaling up. We really want to become market leaders, um, so that's my story in a nutshell. Yeah. If I just pause you there. Sure. Um, so describe your, you know, maybe your first 12 months under, within WooThemes and how that uh, group of developers and, and designers sort of worked. And then if you then can sort of um, time travel to 10 years later and how it is now and what the big difference, differences are. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, memory lane. Um, so when I joined, we um, I guess we had a pretty smooth operation because the big um, pro- the big product we had was the theme club, and if you joined our theme club, you got two free themes every month, and so we had this really fast turnaround on uh, uh, getting a design done and then creating uh, a theme from that. We obviously developed our own uh, Woo framework, um, which you might remember. And we did a lot of work with um, designers within the community. So that obviously allowed us to scale our design, but also bring their uh, audiences with them. And I think that's that was just such a um, an accelerant for, for Woo. Um, so things moved a lot faster. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, small company. Um, uh, code quality was probably not as good as, as it is now. Um, so, so now we have a much better product development process. We're obviously um, constantly improving our, our product management process. We have uh, 
full-time designers um, who help us. You know, they start they they start the product development process, um, and then we take that right through to to QA. So it does take us a little bit longer to get through a product, but we do a lot more. You know, market validation. We do a lot more user research. We do a lot more testing, and we're. Um, you know, we, we, you sort of see these phase launches that we do, like WooCommerce admin, right? You know, we we have that in in you know public uh, beta for for almost a year um, until we merge it to Core because we wanted to be really confident that it was doing what it wanted to do, and we're just we're in an industry where we can't break sites, right? Like I think when we were just a theme company, it was okay if something wasn't working, you know, your contact page or whatever. But now, if your orders, if you can't take orders. And that's a big deal. Um, so I would say that we've, we've definitely put in a, a lot more guardrails, but um, all for the right reasons, I think. You know, we're, we're trying to balance quality and speed, um, which, is, which is tricky. Do you have more uh, sleepless nights 10 years ago or more <laughs> these days? Uh, I mean, how many, how many millions of stores run on WooCommerce? And <laughs> if you consider the orders and the livelihoods, it's, it's a huge ecosystem that you know, people rely on it. Sorry, I don't mean to put more pressure on you. <laughs> I was going to say, now Warren's not going to sleep for two weeks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually I, I, it's actually the other way around, right? It actually gets me up because it's much more exciting what we're doing now, where I think like previously when it was with themes, like it was very clear what our product was, but it wasn't really clear what our mission was. Um, uh, I think implicitly we served entrepreneur, you know, digital entre- entrepreneurs, and we, I guess, have carried that theme through to WooCommerce. Um, but definitely, lots more sleepless nights actually way back in the day. Um, you know, we were bootstrap business, so you know, money would be made overnight, but uh, it could stop, right? Um, yeah, and we we were cowboys on a lot of things, so we were always never quite sure if we had done the right thing. So I would say yeah. now I. Um, uh, you know, we have a stronger team. We have a, a much stronger strategy. So, and and, and a much broader mission. So, um, uh, I sleep fine. <laughs> uh, the sleepless nights are definitely, yeah. And, it's kind of reassuring to know. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it is. You know, the the startup side, the sleepless nights, is also exciting, right? Like that's a, an exciting state to go through. Um, in hindsight. Um, <laughs> now that you're sleeping yeah, yeah exactly um, uh, so there, I mean there, there are a lot of things that I, I miss about those days being able to you know, move very fast I think now you know like you say because we've got so many merchants we can't we, we're trying to make sure that we're when we make a decision you know is it is it the right thing for our merchants? You know, make sure that we're, we're also engaging various uh, teams. You know, we do have a legal team now that helps us navigate some of these things. So, um, in the past, we would have done those things ourselves and made tons of mistakes. Um, but it was a great learning experience. I always say that's, you know, that was like the best best MBA that you can get is to uh, join, join a startup and and hopefully you, you two you know got lucky with Woo um, that they did so well. Um, I've got a sort of question with you've got WooCommerce as the um, the plugin, which is freely available, and then there's WooCommerce that sort of is the, the commercial. You know, the, the how different is that in the operation from where you sit, or is that very much blended into well, it's all WooCommerce? Yeah, um, so we actually did a reorg uh, late 2019 where we said. Uh, what we what we had done was uh, previously uh, our iteration was there was the um, 
WooCommerce core team, the extensions team, and then the marketplace team. And those were, those were obviously there was some coordination, but it was very loose. And you know, as we went through our product, we could literally see where we were handing off to each team, right? And we said, you know, we want this to be much more cohesive. So what we did when we did our reorg was we said, let's scrap the idea of where the re GitHub repositories are, right? Like that shouldn't matter. That's not something that we should even consider. Let's actually build our entire product team around the merchant experience. So we have a team that's focused on signing a store, managing a store, uh, managing payments, managing uh, shipping, and then um, extending. Um, so that's our marketplace. So that's the way that we think about. It. We try to create holistic, and you'll see now that you know there are parts of uh, our core product um, uh, where the user experience is very similar to what you're starting to see in our paid-for products like WooCommerce payments, right, or WooCommerce shipping. Um, so we we are trying to make sure that there is much more cohesion there, both you know operationally and strategically, and then down to you know, building out things like uh, we're we're actually talking about creating a, a, a design component library, so that we're, our, our designers and engineers um, can cr create a, a you know a cohesive experience for for, for merchants. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pass it to to Robert because I know Robert is sort of a, a strategist just um, mm -hmm. <laughs> when it comes to um, <laughs> platforms and and e-commerce and, and WooCommerce is you know. It's a very important role, especially in sort of the last year, as it's grown massively. Um, Robert, what's you know your take on it all? Uh, there's so much revenue gen being generated by WooCommerce, which is amazing for the kind of project it is and how automatic is running it. Um, so that's that's the kudos. There is no but. That that's you know that's it. Uh, I am curious, however, when you talk about the WooCommerce mission, vision, how does that necessarily translate into that third-party environment, that, that ecosystem? If we look at like, you know, WordPress.org, you know, there's this repository of X, Y, Z, a million different products. WooCommerce seems to keep that much more tight and I and I understand to some degree why that might be the case. Uh, is there a vision or a plan to sort of open that up more for agencies, developers to uh, interact more, really, with people like you? Yeah, great question. Um, uh, so I, I guess we we mostly hope to just inherit what WordPress.org brings, right? Like, you know, we don't close down that at all. Um, we will obviously just you know protect our, our trademarks, which which, which um, you know makes sense for for everyone. Um, we are. I actually think we're more open, right? And I'm, and I'm comparing us to a couple of other platforms where it's it's much more closed off. And our philosophy is to continue to be even more open, right? Like we don't see ourselves owning the entire stack at any point. We don't think that that's going to be. Um, a good strategy for us to really fulfill our mission to democratize commerce. So we want to make sure that we're as open as possible. If you already have a mail solution, that's great. Um, if you don't, we've got MailPort. Um, as you've seen, we, we, we made that acquisition. But we're not going to stop you. If you want to use your email solution that makes the most sense for you, then by all means, carry on. Um, but we, we want you to, 
to run your store through us. Um, as for getting more access to people like me, like, yeah, I actually wrote out a few things that we're doing. So we, we have an affiliate system. Um, our Woo Experts program, which is essentially our agency program, is being revamped right now. Um, uh, so that'll start to open up a little bit more. That has been somewhat curated, uh, but we want to get that open a little bit more, introduce sort of marketplace dynamics um, so that, you know, the 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 base can sort of rise, rise to the top. Um, we're growing the marketplace. Last year was our best year. Uh, sorry, our second best year of adding new products to the to the marketplace. The the, the previous best year was um, I think twenty twelve when we had just started and it was just a, a gold rush to get you know as many payment gateways and shipping extensions done as we, as, as we could. So the marketplace is very open. Um, uh, and then we have uh, a deve developer advocate as well. We have um, we're currently hiring for a merchant community uh, advocates, and we're invest investing a lot in meetups. Um, and then, you know, I'm I, I'm here talking to you. So, and you know, we're 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 all on Slack. So I would say that there's no there's no closed door. Um, if you want to talk to any of us, but we are we do realize we need to get out there a little bit more. But we're definitely our strategy is not to close things down we want to uh keep as open as possible and we think that that's a, a winning strategy so so is there a specific woocommerce slack that we should be all aware of uh but yeah there's a woocommerce slack community uh, uh you can just go to woocommerce.com what slash community slack i think and from there you can sign up cool and i think most most of our leadership team are on there so um you, you just might not know who they are, so uh, we should, I don't know, work, work out. <laughs> that's, that's sometimes the, the other side. There are lots yeah. of names, but you're not sure who is who and who to speak to. Yeah, sure, sure. Hopefully the team members pick that. I've got a, a, just a side question on something you've just said. Um, so you have the, the marketplace and the, the expert program. And I was wondering what WooCommerce uh, you know, will have in place to uh, protect that it's not going to be a race to the bottom where... You know, when you sort of open up and people go slightly lower and lower with charges, um, but also when it comes to marketplace, that it remains, um, you know, quality assured. Um, and I suppose it's the same for the developers expert program that, you know, what are you going to put in place to have that, um, you know, keep up that, that quality? Yeah, I, so, so what, what I meant when I said market uh, dynamics was um, essentially our ratings and review system, which we've seen is really impactful, really, really helpful for merchants to make informed decisions um, and help us understand you know, if there are problems. Um, uh, so that's sort of what uh, we hope is um, sort of the right uh, dynamic that we can create within the marketplace that doesn't mean that we need to be the gatekeepers or arbiters of everything that's required and that our you know the uh, our customers can um, decide you know what's best uh, either through um, purchasing it more often giving it good reviews and giving it good ratings um, you know very similar concept to to many online stores and and, and wordpress.org just on that same topic, you're on in the process of revamping it. You said, do you guys have like some sort of ETA for when you are going to launch the the revamp? Um, I don't, but hopefully, when you get uh, someone from the marketplace here, <laughs> they'll give you the exact dates. Um, 
Uh, it's a good teaser for next episode. Thank you. I, I was going to say, Ronald, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> we need a demo. We need the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So is, is WooCommerce then turning in it, you know, more and more as a separate, well, what WooCommerce is, is has become over the last few years. It's WooCommerce and everything is on there. A bit of what Robert is saying, stepping away maybe from WordPress.org and or will you still integrate with WordPress and possibly other, I wouldn't say marketplaces, but places where people come together? Um, or WooCommerce is central to yeah, we, we consider ourselves to be central to, to, to WordPress. We are. Um, that's where we want to stay. That's the market that we want to own. Uh, certainly not closing off the doors to integrating with other platforms. Um, uh, you know, if it makes sense, then we'll look at it. Uh, but we want to lead within our space. Uh, we also want to be a great solution for WordPress, right? Like I think we've been, you know, there's that post from Yoast, um, I think you put up last year that showed that you know, WooCommerce is potentially driving a lot of WordPress.org uh, um, growth. So we want to continue to be a great, the, the best e-commerce solution in WordPress. And we don't see ourselves leaving that space of anything. We've actually reprioritized internally a lot of work around Gutenberg and the full site editor um, because there really are some fantastic opportunities that are, are being opened up by that. So um, no plans to step away from WordPress. Um, I, I think, you know, the only potential thing that I could see us doing is, is doing sort of more apps. Um, uh, you know, our, our mobile app is, is, is pretty fantastic, uh, something that I'm really proud of because that's where we have a lot of freedom to do what we want. Um, we don't have sort of the baggage of having to worry about extensions and these kinds of things. Um, so it's becoming sort of the place for us to uh, test new UX ideas. So if you're not using the app, um, definitely have a look at that to get an idea around where we're, where we're going. Um, uh, but yeah, no plans to, to leave WordPress. Um, uh, you know, that is our, our bread and butter really. Awesome. And, and by the way, so uh, I had so many questions when I knew that you were going to be our guest, but you know, we do have to limit <laughs> them down, uh, but you kind of yep. touched on one of them that I was going to ask you about the app. Um, and, and, you know, and you kind of addressed it there. What I, what I want to also say is kudos to you on that too. Cause I know when it launched, there was a lot of, you know, you had some negative reviews and things like that, but that does definitely seem to have turned around. Your review rating is very high with that app when that's hard to get because mainly you just want people who want to complain on reviews, right? But your your rating is very high on that app. And so, yeah, I do suggest for people to check it out. It's not your everything, but boy, it is your great little dashboard when you're on the go. And nobody yeah. likes hearing that, cha-ching, more than me. I'm like, oh, yay, yay. And, you're, yeah. and, and when you're setting up as an agency for your clients, having them add that on so they, especially if it's like, you know, the executive levels of those companies, because maybe that's not who your contact is. It's not the person who's working with it every day. But what they can give them is that that little bit of reporting feature there is the way I look at it for them is this like, it's just cool. So kudos on the app and, and keep going with it. Cause I, I know, like you said, you guys are kind of unlimited with that one, what you can vision out to, for the future on it. Um, but so my question that I do have for you, sure. um, because I work with a lot of different e-commerces as well. Right. So, I mean, cause I'm on different CMSs, uh, 
a lot of those CMSs didn't have the best solutions on e-commerce always, or the not the right solution for what my client needed. So I also use SaaS products too, you know, the Shopify's, Equids, things like that that are out there, uh, 3D card. <clears throat> and so always, because I get this question from my clients as well, I see articles about it, the comparisons, right, between the, the SaaS products, let's say, and WooCommerce. Um, and overall, obviously, in my opinion anyway, because you have so much control with WooCommerce, I have so much more I can do, so much more customization. I always like that. But where I find that um, my clients and then what I see in, in reviews is that the, the wizards in the SaaS products make the user experience at the very beginning so much easier, right? Um, and so my question to you is, do you, do you guys plan on doing anything more with that kind of trying to make the first introduction into the WooCommerce on install and things like that more, e I hate to say the word easy, but I want to say guided. Um, or are you still just saying, well, that's, that's, that's their market. It's the easy and the user is probably the one that set it up. Our market is we probably are going to have agencies that are helping someone build these. And so we don't need to go down to that level. We need to focus more on giving more customization and features. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so I guess from at a high level, one of our key strategies is to improve that product experience because, um, you know, uh, it seems uh, it's obviously obvious to say this, but it's table stakes now, right? Like Shopify, as you say, mm -hmm. you know, they do have a, a great starting experience. And, and then, then and then I think you do run into limitations a little bit later on. Um, we did run, we did update our, our onboarding last year. Um, yes. I don't know whether you've seen the new, um, uh, we, so, so it's split into two parts. So we call our store profiler and then the ta task list, which is now sitting um, the new homepage. Mm -hmm. um, so we're continuing to iterate on that. With, within each release, there's actually normally a, a slight update. Um, mm -hmm. The idea that we hope to get to is that you know we, we continue to take that profiling information and and give you an even more personalized experience. So um, uh, definitely lots of work that we have planned there, and uh, and not an area that that we're stepping away from. Um, going back to what I said earlier, you know, we've got a team that's man looking at starting a store. Okay. Um, uh, so we are looking at making that easier. I would say what we also want to try and look at is like getting uh, that experience great at the start of starting an online store because people who are starting a WordPress online store are not starting on WooCommerce, right? Like they they've got to find the host and get the domain and that. Right. There's many more steps than just signing up for an account that you would have on a SaaS product, correct? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, we obviously work closely with some some hosting partners and they've implemented their own things and we're sharing learnings and making sure, um, you know, we're not, uh, we've made our, um, our product extensible, obviously, and they can use that if they would like to. Uh, we don't mind if they sort of say, okay, we're going to boot out the, the, the WooCommerce one. We obviously want to get to a stage where they don't do that. <laughs> um, but if we're sharing learnings and we're getting customers activated, you know, activated, um, then I then I think we've done our jobs. Awesome. So it, it, it's almost like we scripted this all out because Robbie asked the question I didn't <laughs> want to ask. So I have to ask the next question I want to ask, 
which you just totally <laughs> hit, Warren, is are, are, are we seeing hosting companies forking wor- uh, WooCommerce, you know, for their own SaaS products? And how does WooCommerce, you know, feel about that, for lack of a better question? Yeah, obviously, there's nothing that's, you know, that's how WooCommerce started, actually. <laughs> WooCommerce was yep. a fork from Jiggershop, if you'll remember, back in the day. Um, and that was within the first three months of me, me joining WooThemes and this crazy thing happened. Uh, <laughs> so, um, look, it's obviously possible. Uh, I would say that, you know, we, we have, we are developing really strong brand recognition. So, um People land up at those hosts asking for WooCommerce. Um, uh, I, I would expect that they in, integrate their own products. You know, obviously, you know, GoDaddy, I think, is a fantastic example of a company that's got a, a stable of great products. And I would imagine that they integrate um, their hosted WooCommerce experience more tightly with their offerings. Um, but again, you know, they, you can't totally lock it down, right? Um, I would be really impressed if anybody were to fork WordPress. Just maintaining <laughs> it is—I uh, mean, sorry, WooCommerce. Maintaining it is a—is uh, um, you know, we have a full team that's that's on you know managing our, our community of developers, the bug reports, all of that, and I think that that's what makes WooCommerce so great is that there is this community. So it seems like it would be a, a net negative, right? As if you're a hosting company to to fork it, um, your Costs to try and then maintain your version of it. I just, I mean, again, who knows? There, there are obviously some some fierce competitors out there with with a lot of money that could do this, right? Um, we really appreciate you coming on to the show because just like they said, Robert said, you know, it's having access to, to you guys, and it and that is different. We wouldn't be talking mm-hmm. to someone at some of the other companies. We know they they're just not going to do it, and so it's great to have this access level. Um, so. You know, you said last year was your most productive year. And, um, you know, I know we're all talking about the pandemic, but do you think that that was because obviously there were a lot more stores that went online last year. Right. And so but and we also had a lot more people that were just remote working. So they were sitting at a computer. Do you think that that is uh, what boosted your last year? Yes, definitely. Um, uh, I think a combination of two things was more stores coming online and then people who would normally not have shopped online now had to, they now had to write, you know, people who didn't trust, I don't trust giving over my credit card details or how long will this actually take? You know, there's people who were kind of hesitant to to do online shopping. A whole new segment has opened up there, right? Like, an, um, so I, um, so the, we, we obviously had that surge of new stores, but we now also see the the surge in spend online, as you've you know you've hopefully seen all the the charts and and the chatter around how this has brought us you know ten years forward in terms of e-commerce adoption. So um, I would say that there, it's um, I mean we'll probably see a slowdown this year, you know, sort of mm-hmm. starting now of like the new stores coming online, right? Like the growth would not not be the same compared to twenty nineteen. But we are seeing just as much uh, uh, volume, just as much many people shopping online. So, um, which which is great for obviously for our industry. But I think, um, yeah, just a better way to shop. To be honest. <laughs> and, and by the way, you know, 
I, I wonder, like, is, are you what you're predicting is that maybe it will slow down slightly this year? Um, and I kind of thought the same as you, but I read an interesting article this morning uh, on the New York Times where they were saying that um, they did surveys, especially of the 20 and 30 something year olds that had good jobs. They were tech industry or they were legal industry and they were making good, good salaries. But when the face with going back into the office, they said 41 to, I forgot what the percentages were. It's pretty high. Don't, so don't quote me on those numbers. It's on, it's on the New York Times. But like 40 to 60%, I want to say, even when they were going across different sectors, were saying they're not going back in the office. They're not going back to those jobs. As a matter of fact, they're going to take this opportunity to, to venture out and do that, whatever, that online store that they never tried or this, uh, you know, whatever, maybe opening a restaurant, but that could also obviously have an online side to it, right? So I don't know. I that. Like I said, I, I was thinking just like you that we're gonna whew, we're gonna all like slow down this year a little bit after the the fast pace of building online last year. But I'm not sure because I think now we have all these people who sit around their savings built up and they're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that leap. And so we might see like in the next uh, six months, we might see a lot more things come online of people trying new ventures. So I was kind of pleased to read that myself, you know. But um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a, um, um, Robbie, and it's also to Warren, actually, a question to both of you. Have you seen um, a, a shift in the type of stores that start to use WooCommerce and maybe even more extreme, like you've maybe seen examples of, of, of you know, people wanting to use WooCommerce for the things that you never thought were even possible? I mean, I come across tons of... Uh, interesting things all the time. Um, Me too, by the way, like... I would would say, obviously, restaurant uh, businesses, uh, they had to pick up, you know, with with just pickups and delivery kind of thing. So I think we saw a lot of that. But even like literally, uh, you know, my my hairstylist down the road put a shopping cart on their site so that like you couldn't go in. I mean, they were closed down here in Texas for almost 12 months. You couldn't go in to get your hair done. But, you know, we all need our hair products. So they just set up an online store. You could just you you put your order in and they packaged it up and you went and picked it up on a certain time or whatever, you know. So even a, even small boutique shops like that were going online and they were, it is e-commerce, but some of it was a little bit of a different spin on e-commerce that I saw. And in my coffee shop, same thing. They added where I could go on, I could just pull up and order it on my phone and they bring it out to me, you know? And, and they were not a Starbucks. Starbucks has had this technology, right? But this is a standalone owned by a single person, little coffee shop down on the corner. And they were using technology too. And so it was amazing what I saw. And Warren, I'm sure you guys, because you're seeing even a bigger uh, view of this, and I'm sure for you guys, it was even more interesting. Yeah, it was um, uh, from our marketplace, the extension that benefited the most was the option for uh, uh, delivery pickup times, um, uh, which is you know exactly to your point, right? Like they were, they were, they were, People who needed to continue business and had to sort of adapt to to uh, you know the restrictions that the pandemic mm-hmm. brought around the world and and yeah. you know online stores made that possible um, that they could continue um, and then we saw uh, a change in, in in sort of some of the extensions that were being bought that were pretty interesting. Is that an advantage to have sort of an open marketplace and you know something like COVID such a, re- a relatively fast shift in a different type of uh, commerce that there is enough development power, you know, third party WooCommerce 
to uh, to change the type of um, extensions? Did you find that it's it's rapid enough, or did you find it couldn't happen fast enough um, to make this you know accommodate for uh, you know delivery times and and click and collect? I mean, up until a year ago, click and collect was relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, look, obviously, as the CEO, I've got to say things can always happen faster, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, but that that it was good timing because at the same time, one of our uh, uh, extension developers launched um, a really great gift cards um, option, which was also a fantastic way to continue to support businesses even while they were shut down. So we so that that uh, extension, you know, perfect timing. Uh, and did really well, but I would assume that if there was not that in the marketplace, which uh, we saw some of our competitors launch pretty quickly, um, then I do feel like you know it would have been available, right? Like it either would have come through WordPress.org. Like I'm often surprised at some of the WooCommerce things that I find there. Um, a good example: I run my own own online store, and uh, I went away for a week. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, w- I was like, I wish there was a vacation mode. And I go to WordPress.org, and there is a free one. <laughs> so you can just like put your store on vacation mode. So um, I think we want to make sure that that discovery is is better. So integrating with um, you know, WordPress.org is something that you know we should look at because there are also fantastic opportunities there. These aren't always people looking to create a commercial uh, uh, adventure, right? They they're just solving their own needs and and releasing it on on WordPress.org. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in one quick question here, Warren, because you did mention it since you brought it up, MailPoet. Sure. Can you tell us anything about the plans that you guys have for it? And is that going to fall under you? Or are you keeping that as a separate uh, little entity? How is that working? Um, yeah, it was uh, a WooCommerce acquisition. So it will be um, more tightly integrated in time. Um, uh, so soon you'll start to see them in our onboarding Um as 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 an option for for users, um, we want to obviously uh, uh, do a slight rebrand so that it feels like WooCommerce. Um, so yeah, we will be integrating really tightly there. Um, but again, yeah, if you want to use your own mail email solution, that totally makes sense as well. You know, our, OP, our APIs are open; uh, it's really easy to integrate with. So. Uh, definitely not taking away uh, anyone else from our, our, our marketplace. Sure, but I'm excited about MailPoet. I'm excited to see what you guys are going to do. So, yeah, that was a year in the making. It was, um, yeah, an exciting acquisition. Well, I'm a MailPoet user, so I'm not going to complain unless Warren does something wrong with it. Um, but so, so far, so <laughs> good. I mean, you know, acquisitions can be tricky. I, I'm, I, I am curious about some of the woocommerce providers that exist today in the marketplace and whether they could actually go off in their own direction and sort of satisfy for example just to make it a little more reasonable you know there are all sorts of payment processors that could easily start well easily uh could start creating more of a, of a SaaS solution that actually makes it easier for woo 
uh, WordPress people, I'm getting all my W's wrong, WordPress people to go with that solution than going through a WooCommerce path. So, you know, you have your PayPal's, your Fast, your PeachPay, all these, you know, startups and, and some obviously very moneyed firms like PayPal. Uh, what would, you know, the giant leading question is why use WooCommerce when maybe PayPal will eventually solve all my problems? Or maybe it won't, but. Look, I mean, those options exist on WordPress.org, right? Um, so if, you, if that's what you're looking for, then, you know, use that, right? Um, we're obviously offering a lot more e-commerce functionality um, uh, around, you know, order management, inventory management, merchandising, you know, getting your, your product published to, you know, we've got really great integrations now with Facebook. We have... Um, uh, a new integration coming soon with Google, um, so it'll make, make your ad management even easier. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> a little teaser there. <laughs> Google Google a uh, Analytics Four. Uh, yeah, as part of that, I think we have to upgrade. So um, <laughs> yeah, good good catch. <laughs> um, uh, so you know those those exist, right? Like the the people are using that. There are those donate buttons on sites, um, but you know building out this e-commerce functionality is um, you know, it's, it's a big piece of software, right? And then it's never going to solve everything. So I think WooCommerce is the most open. Um, but if you look at any of these successful players within the market, you have to think about okay, how do you uh, build a strong community and a, a strong you know, partner program around this. And I don't think it's just, I don't think you can do it by yourself. Um, again, I could be proven wrong. Um, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I think we've got a, a good foothold in the market. And yeah, we, we wouldn't start that. We still want to offer really great uh, you know, e-commerce functionality. Does some WooCommerce have a, a growth path they want to um, achieve? Like, I mean, WordPress is widely documented. They want to, you know, get a much bigger share in the market, 50, 60, 80%, whatever. Does WooCommerce have a, <laughs> uh, a goal? Um, we, we should. I, I guess we, we, you know, we run into some issues around data hygiene because, um, you know, for the right reasons, we were not able to track all of our all of our users. So um, there are a lot of internal metrics we watch. We look at things like built with as well to 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 monitor it. Um, again, I don't know how great that data is. We haven't set a number, um, but our goal is to become the market leaders. Uh, so that means uh, you know, obviously, getting to much bigger numbers. Um, uh, yeah, I think we're not doing too badly right now. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, that's a good idea, actually. We should set a, a, a kind of WordPress goal there. Yeah. Um, just going back to Robbie's suggestion, or probably not the first time you hear about um, Google Analytics 4. So a feature like that, just to, to make the picture here, how does that work in a sort of an operational level? So somebody comes with an idea, maybe it's a customer, user, number of staff, how does that go into the organization before it then gets implemented, tested? If you could sort of maybe describe that route. Yeah, I, um, I guess hopefully something that we should have done a lot sooner. Um, 
uh, it's come come about as part of the work that we're we're, we're doing with Google. So I guess that was the catalyst. Um, uh, but I guess to more broadly sort of talk about how our ideas, you know, we are we obviously speak to we do generative research. We're monitoring our ideas board. Um, we have open forums, you know, we use Slack, and then I'm sure you've heard of P2. So anyone is welcome to, to introduce ideas. Um, and then we have uh, product leads who validate that this is the right thing to work on. Um, and that means, you know, can we do some market validation? We need to understand how we would build this, how long it would take, and, and then obviously what the impact would be. Um, so yeah, no, nothing too exciting about that. Uh, the constraint right now is just, you know, we have to prioritize and sometimes all the things that we want to do, uh, we're not able to get to. So, um, does that answer your question? Yeah, it's, it's difficult to give an exact example, but it's, uh, it seems as the, as the organization, organization grows, there are a lot more steps, um, mainly for security and to, to double check and triple check with a wider community before something is launched, probably versus to when you joined 10 years ago where you just launch it and see what happens if anybody's got any issues with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're picking on Warren. Are we going to let him ask, ask any questions? And I think Robert might have had one more. I think Robert has one more question for you too. That's but. fine. <laughs> no, it's Ronald. Ronald's going to ask. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask the last question, and uh, I think we have 10 more minutes for Warren to ask us any questions. <laughs> um, so, um, WooCommerce Payments, um, what, um, it's not available here in, in, in Europe. Um, I'm not sure if it's in South Africa, so I haven't really played with it. But what does it solve that other payment providers uh, don't have, or what's the, the main motivation behind it? Um, so, it'll be in, in Europe this year. Um, we are our uh, big goal there is to provide international. Uh, our big goal there is to you know expand internationally as much as we can, um, and key markets around the world. Um, UK being one of them. Um, I think what it's you know what we're trying to solve there is um, making sure that you know WooCommerce is the place where you can manage your um, uh, your business, and it's it's a kind of a funny thing that. Uh, up until now, WooCommerce never paid you, right? Like now you can go in, manage your payments, see what's happening. You can view transaction uh, costs as well. You know, we're very transparent around that, where I, I don't think every other payment gateway, you know, they make it a little bit harder to find those kinds of things. So um, that's really what we're trying to solve there. We have some work to do in terms of uh, getting to parity with some of the features that some of the other payment gateways provide. But that's really our goal here is to say, okay, if, if we are, um, if our mission is to earn you money, we need to make sure that we can pay you, right? <laughs> so WooCommerce payments will, uh, will, will allow us, uh, gives us that product offer to, to customers. And um, yeah, we've seen fantastic response on it and, and, and really great usage. Um, some big stores using it as well, which is a great validation that you know it's, it's trusted. Um, so that's sort of our, our primary differentiator. So multi-currencies and alternative payment types. And in, in Europe, we have all sorts of different ones, different ones in the Netherlands, ideal and so forth in Germany. Is that all going to be part of that big uh, payment offering eventually? Is that 
Yeah, look, it's that's obviously all on the roadmap. And again, we're not going to um, uh, stop you from using other options if you wanted to, right? Like that's our, again, where I think WooCommerce wins, right? Um, I mean, we'll, we'll never penalize you as well if you decide to use something else. Um, uh, if you're if you're um, a happy store, then, you know, we're happy with this. There are other ways that we can potentially uh, um, monetize customers. We, we, we also accept we're not going to monetize every single customer. That's not our goal. Our goal is to make sure that um, anyone who does want to sell something can sell something. Um, our goal is, and then, you know, hopefully create a, a good business around that. But isn't the Woo payments deployment really contingent upon the relationship with Stripe at that point? Um, you know, we are, WooCommerce Payments is built on Stripe. Um, we, it's, uh, it's what's powering it all. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really good partnership that we have with them. Um, we obviously make sure that we're in agreement and we're working in, in sort of lockstep together. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's contentious, at least not yet. <laughs> um, if anything, it's been you know, really fruitful to have their expert expertise and then obviously our market share. So um, it's definitely a, a win-win relationship, but I, I guess I can't see it uh, changing too much. And there's, there's also just so many values that Stripe shares as a company. Um, you know, they used to be called dev payments. They were just a developer uh, payment system. Um, so I guess we feel like there's a really good relationship there. Obviously things can change, but we're, we're very happy with our, our relationship with Stripe. So j just to take that one step further, <laughs> <laughs> no one likes these questions. So, I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. obviously it's not listed as such, but is, is really Stripe the way to go to be most successful with WordPress, uh, Wo WooCommerce? I mean, yes, you could integrate other payment processes and whatnot, but, you know, as sort of, let's even say, just say a, a, a short-term thing, if I'm building a, a new WooCommerce experience, should I be looking at integrating with sort of, you know, Stripe versus PayPal versus Fast, which probably runs on Stripe anyway, um, versus, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a dedicated credit card processing uh, platform? Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're looking for, right? Like, there's not going to be, I don't think that you could say Stripe is always the answer or PayPal is always the answer. Um, obviously, look at your, understand your market, right? What are, what, what are your merchants? How, I'm sorry, what are your shoppers? What do they, what are their preferences? Like, you know, in Europe, we know that uh, there are tons of different payment solutions and a lot of them tend to be sort of wallet-based, um, Debit cards are, are a big thing there. You know, credit cards are not well used in places like Germany. Um, so I guess just make sure that you understand your your shopper and, and play around with things, right? Like, you know, if, if WooCommerce makes sense, then there's a much easier sign-up process, much easier to manage all of it. If you're looking for something more fully featured, then by all means, you know, Stripe, Stripe, Stripe could make a lot of sense for you. Um, if you have sort of an older, if you're, um, uh, demographic of your customers is slightly older, then make sure you put PayPal on there. You know, that's a, they've got massive penetration within that demographic. So, again, there's no sort of one, one answer. Obviously, um, I want you to use WooCommerce Payments as much as you can. <laughs> um, 
but really focus on 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 your on your shoppers. That's what. Um, otherwise, you know, then your your store's not not going to work. It's not. It's not really about the features you want, right? Like you have to make sure that the merchant's having a a great experience. I think that's a great point. Um, Ryan, um, we want to give you the opportunity to ask us questions. <laughs> Maybe that gives you a bit of an insight of what community are sure. thinking. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I guess because both of the panelists are involved and have good views of other open source um, projects, that's uh, I'd love to just sort of hear from you about you know, what are some of the learnings that you would bring or offer to, to WooCommerce, um, things that they're doing well that you think that, that we could be doing well. And that's, you know, either within the product or sort of within their approach to, to how they manage their community. Ooh, that's a big question, Warren. On the community side, it's really more about you know how open is is WooCommerce to all sorts of conversations, so everything from the Slack to the marketplace to agency partners, uh, technology partners. It seems, at least in the you know, I'm just going to take my experience on it in the last couple of years that that's been. I'm not going to say disorganized. I don't think that's the right word at all. I just think it's been very closed, and I don't. I don't think. People have an understanding of whether it's opening up more or whatnot. I think there's just some communication I feel that would help WooCommerce be more attractive to other providers. And I think if we're, so I'm going to say, because I'm, I mean, obviously we have SaaS products and then we have other CMSs that have extensions, uh, e-commerce extensions. So I'm going to compare to that in the open source world with other extensions. Um, I, one, I, I feel like in, you know, if we're looking at Joomla, Drupal, that their e-commerce extensions are not as closely integrated into their system as WooCommerce is into WordPress. There's an integration feel that just is very nice over here. And so what I'm telling you that is because what I felt like over on the other CMSs is that there was a, there felt like it was a little bit of a disconnect, like that, that they were butting heads sometimes in their, their interface, like they were having to create a whole new interfaces and not really tie into the CMS itself. Um, and that over time, I feel like causes an issue for them. So you guys need to stay integrated. <laughs> so I was glad to hear earlier when you said, no, we're, we're, we're married to yeah. WordPress. That this is our, this is our platform. I think that's, I think that's great. And I think that keeps that tight integration, which I think is important. Um, you know, all of this, all of the open source communities though, cause I'm in several of them. Um, there's good and bad in all of the open source communities. Um, as far as just the way that the extensions or plugin builders uh, work with the, the open source community of the platform that they work on. Um, and so I just think that that is the key, no matter what open source platform and what your product is to fit into that open source. I think you really have to keep yourself open and connected to the main community and, and a, available to that main community. And so, you know, I think right now what you guys are doing is great and you're going down the right path. Um, if I use WordPress, I use WooCommerce. That's my e-commerce solution there. Sometimes in my other platforms, I may go to a SaaS solution if what 
there are some like, you know, in, in those, like at Joomla, I have a couple of different e-commerce tools that I do use inside of it. But when I'm going to bigger, bigger stores, a lot of times I will move my client into a SaaS product for that. And so it, um, again, every, you know, just like you were saying, like even picking your payment processor, right? That comes down to every project is different, right? And you're sitting down and you're going over this with your client, or if it's yourself, you're looking at that and you're saying, who are my customers? What are the features I need? And that's where you're putting it all together to figure out what's the best solution on my platform, on my host, on my e-commerce tool, on my payment processor. You know, I feel like, I feel like every project is like, <laughs> it's this custom build of different things, you know, but. Mm-hmm. But that's a nice thing, isn't it? It's possible with, with WordPress and with WooCommerce because there is so much available. I mean, Warren, giving that example of that, you know, WordPress.org extension just to put your shop on, on the holiday um, on vacation. Um, and, you know, it, it's there. And I think that is still the power that it's an open ecosystem and it doesn't matter where, what or how. There is always a way. And knowing there is a way, even if you don't need it now, but maybe five years down the line, there is, you know, something better out there or, or more convenient. You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Wu also does a great job of, I mean, WooCommerce tying to other big platforms like LearnDash, let's say, things like that. Like your integration with the other big tools that are used out there are great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so keep that up because I use them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. It's all about me. Now, Cool. Warren, do you have any any more? No, I I guess I was just going to sort of um, acknowledge things you were saying. Um, So, Robert, you're right. We definitely did go through a period where we um, closed down unintentionally just because we were growing so fast, right? Like those things were deprioritized. So we had to say, okay, if we want to continue to build a good product, we're actually going to have to slow down on the marketplace. We're going to have to slow down. those things were slowly closed off. And um, over the last few years, we've really been opening it up. Um, I think strategically we're aligned on the openness, which then, you know, we were were able to deploy that uh, across the organization. And we really are investing a lot in um, uh, making sure that you can get onto the marketplace, you can reach our partnerships team, you are part of the community. Yeah, we're, we're running more meetups. You would have seen some of the things that um, Jonathan Wald has been doing. Uh, we want to continue to do that. We're investing. You know, we literally measure actually some of these things now. So, um, uh, yeah, we weren't intentionally uh, closed. Uh, you know, technically, we're all, we've always been open, right? Um, but I would say that we were just uh, we were just in that stage of growth. We were just in hyper growth, and we had to kind of focus internally more uh, than 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 externally. Um, and then I think to your point, uh, Robbie, in terms of like the integration, we are, we're actually building all of our stuff using Gutenberg components, and then contributing a lot of that back. Um, so we will, um, you know, you might. Uh, uh, see, like we put a prototype of our navigation together, and we hope that that actually becomes the WordPress navigation. Um, so that's all built using Gutenberg components. Uh, we want to stay really closely aligned to to WordPress, and again, at a strategic level, you know, that's a uh, a decision we've made, and then it's really easy to sort of translate that down to our teams. I think that's going to make it extremely powerful, isn't it, with uh, Gutenberg? I mean, Warren, you were so excited about it earlier already, just the 
you know, what, what it enables you to do to build your stores. But I, I can just imagine. Yeah. I think it's just WordPress has to win, right? We have to be the best um, online store builder. Um, I think Gutenberg is now going to start. I think this year is where we will see Gutenberg really flourish. Um, and I'm excited to see what the community does around it as well, right? Um, what we do, what other uh, other people do. Um, already some great stuff, but uh, even more coming down as full site editing uh, goes live. Right. Um, for the uh, for the builders out there um, wanting to start a business around WooCommerce, whether you are you know building extensions or thinking about payment or any sort of adding functionality possibly building apps, et cetera. Um, what's sort of the advice you want to give them? Where, where should they get started? And what's the best way to connect with, you know, with, with, with who? Um, so we have a, a developer blog that has a link to all of the resources. If you go to developer.woocommerce.com, um, that will guide you down the right path of what you need, whether you're looking to um, integrate your products that exist, you know, you can understand our, our APIs, if you're looking to get into the marketplace, if you're looking to get listed as an agency, all of those resources are available there. So that's the best place to get started. You know, all depends on what you want to do. Um, you know, pick your journey. But that's where um, that's a, a good sort of starting place for you. Yeah. But you you welcome everybody with open arms who wants to get involved. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> and you know we're on Slack. Uh, I'm on Slack. I, I, yeah. I think I managed to nab Warren. Um, so feel free to bring me anytime. Um, I'm happy to chat. I've had a brilliant conversation uh, also listening into Robert's and Robbie's points and, and views. Warren, thank you so much for, for joining us. Yeah, well, thank you for having me and Thank you for the uh, great questions from the panelists. Thank you. Thank you, Warren. Thank you, everybody. And um, we'll see you again um, yeah, in, in four weeks' time. Brilliant. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for having me.